Radio MD. RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole's Health Radio. Well, if you've ever known anyone that has Parkinson's, you'll know what an insidious disease it is, and that this condition while in itself doesn't necessarily kill, it can be very debilitating. It can affect all the members of a family. There's a genetic component to it. And today we're talking with Eli Pollard. She's been with the World Parkinson Coalition from its inception. She's the executive director of the World Parkinson Coalition. Welcome to the show, Eli. So Parkinson's, you know, people hear this word, they recoil. It's a pretty scary disease. It is a scary disease. But um, these days, there's, there's so much going on in the field of science and care and advocacy that it's really important when someone is diagnosed that they know there are a lot of options for them, incredible progress being made in medicine, treatment options, and really just in the community coming together to support each other, whereas maybe 10 or 15 years ago before social media and, and whatnot, it was much harder for people to come together. And nowadays, what we see is... is you know, one of the biggest challenges of the disease is when you feel very alone and not being able to find answers. And that is, uh, as long as you're open to reaching out to people, there are so many different support groups, and not just support groups, but just support options out there and ways to hear about what it means to live with the disease. And I think it's important when someone is diagnosed that they can meet other people who've been living with the disease to see what it really means to have it for 5 or 10 or 20 years. There are people running marathons who have been di- were diagnosed 20 years ago. I think it's really important to see people who are still living their lives quite, um, quite well after Quite diagnosis. productively. I mean, Michael J. Mm-hmm. Fox is still on The Good Wife and do- just fantastic, you know. And so one of the things I think people don't necessarily understand, there's no cure as of yet, right, Eli? But there's symptom management. That's correct. There is no cure. There is symptom management and a lot of great progress in new treatments. So what does the World Parkinson Coalition do? So we're, we're a small nonprofit organization, and we were founded in 2004. We bring, it was the first time ever, I mean, when we started in 2004, that international organizations, both you know national in the U.S. as well as international, had an opportunity to actually come together at a high-level scientific meeting we call the World Parkinson Congresses. And it was interesting because until that first Congress in 2006, a lot of the leaders from these other organizations had never come together. And there's such a rich experience when you get to see what other organizations are doing, how they're, how they're taking care of their communities, what they're doing on the ground, what sort of policy work that they're doing in their countries. And so the World Parkinson Congress, the first one was held in 2006, and we do them around every three or four years. And so we actually have one coming up this fall in Portland, Oregon. And it's an incredibly unique experience. It, nothing, it doesn't happen anywhere else in the Parkinson space. And in most disease areas, you don't see this, where we actually bring up to 4,000 people together from all around the world who are all along the spectrum, sort of the, they're all different stakeholders in the Parkinson spectrum. So they're the researchers, but the neuroscientists working in a lab who never meet patients. They're the, neuro, uh, science, they're the neuroclinicians, they're the neurologists, the movement disorder specialists, all the other care pro- providers, the nurses, PT, OT, speech, and then most importantly and most uniquely, the people with Parkinson's and their family members. And so they all come to this Congress together to learn about advances in science, advances in care, and for many of them, particularly the people living with Parkinson's, it's the first time they've met neuroscientists, and a lot of times it's the first time the scientists actually meet people with Parkinson's, it's a really moving and powerful experience, and it's a great opportunity to sort of, you know, get people to collaborate and think more creatively about how they're going to address this disease rather than staying in their silos. 
So tell us, because I think that that's very exciting and what a neat gathering because you've got the healthcare providers dealing with this very difficult condition and it's, you know, it's a complicated condition. That's what I mean, Mm -hmm. is that it's very complicated and you've got patients and their loved ones because again, if you're the caregiver for somebody with Parkinson's, as I have been, it can be a very difficult role as well to deal with that. So to see your caregivers and your patients and your healthcare professionals all in one spot, that's pretty cool. So what do you, what, what's out there in the world right now? What's exciting? What about research? Well, I think, you know, oh, there are so many exciting things actually happening in research. But I think one of the things that we're seeing is, is there are some new, uh, new treatments uh, coming on the market for things like uh, hallucination, which is uh, something that uh, people with Parkinson's may experience throughout the course of living with a disease. There are a lot of new treatments coming out. They're all right on the horizon. Um, new delivery systems. So taking someone who might have a problem swallowing a particular medicine, there are now more options for them to perhaps use it through a nasal spray or to take their medicines through uh, like an inhaler, like an asthma device, you know, for people with asthma. There are also more uh, medicines coming out via the patch. They're not necessarily new medicines, but they're just changing the delivery system so that people can choose their, op- you know, have more options on what works best for them as their disease progresses. That's also, that's quite exciting. Um, there's also research going on in, um, you know, uh, gene therapy and stem cell therapy, which is always very hot and exciting. And there'll be a lot of talks going on on those topics by the experts around the world who will be attending the World Parkinson Conference. I think that's so important is the gene therapy, the immunotherapy, looking at all of this. And then then there's the genetic component to Parkinson's. And when people ask you about that and the risk of sons getting it if their father had it, because it tends to sort of go in men like that, right? I, I Well, I... I'm not a genetic expert, but what I will tell you and what I understand is that, you know, if you do have somebody in your immediate family who is diagnosed with Parkinson's, your chance does increase slightly. But there are, um, there, you know, there are a lot of projects and research projects going on right now to look at the fact that their doctors believe, researchers believe that there's potentially a genetic component to Parkinson's and that it's an environmental toxin that perhaps triggers it. Because there are people who have genetic, you know, They've done genetic tests, and they see that they might have a precursor to Parkinson's disease, but they may never get it their entire lives. So why does one person get it and not another? So they're trying to figure out the relationship between, you know, genetics and environmental toxins. And there's a lot, there are a lot of incredibly intelligent people looking at this, and I feel, you know, that, that they're on to something. We just, you know, nothing concrete has, has come out yet. So when you attend these conferences, do do these researchers and these really smart people get up and present their research at these so that patients yeah. can actually hear what's on the horizon? Absolutely. And so that, I think that's one of the most exciting things about the Congress is a lot of meetings, if you go to them, you'll see that they design specific tracks, like it's a track for the patients, it's a track for the doctors, it's a track for the nurses. We, we take a much harder route on this. We design a Congress that is open and accessible to everybody. So we have incredibly highly scientific talks on very complex topics, and we have talks that are more accessible to someone who's not a scientist, and then we have talks that are really not basic science at all. They're really more about care. They're open to everybody. But what's interesting is we code the sessions, 
And we tell our delegates, you may attend any session you'd like to attend. If you're really fascinated with genetics, even if you're not a basic scientist, you can go to that high-level talk, and you can sit in that talk and listen. Just know that you're going to a talk that's going to be at a high level. And so we encourage that sort of cross-pollination, and we really feel that it's that interaction that makes the experience so incredibly rich. I know at the very first World Parkinson Congress, I met a world-renowned neuroscientist, and he was very excited to approach me and say, this is such an interesting meeting, it's so novel, and so we're having such a great time. And then he said, you know, I brought all my junior researchers with me from my lab, and I never realized that not one of them had ever met a person living with Parkinson's before. Wow. And I remember thinking, I'm not sure how to respond to that. I was shocked, of course. But then it made sense because if you're a researcher in a lab... You're a lab rat. You're just down in a lab and you're doing all of those things. And and Eli, we're just out of time now, but tell people where they can get more information about the World Parkinson Coalition. More information right at WPC2016.org. You can get all the information you need. WPC2016.org. Get some great information about Parkinson's. See what the researchers are saying and patients. If you know somebody or you love somebody with Parkinson's, then check out the website and, you know, see what's going on in the world because that's how we all learn together. And such good information from the credible experts is what you're getting here on RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening and stay well. Stay well.